Today on Blue 58, the Packers are 11-3 and and cruising for the playoffs, but we should stop and talk for a second about Mike Pettin. Does he have a future in Green Bay? Should he? Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast to thepowersweep.com. I am your host, John Meerdink. Happy to be with you here for another episode. Full disclosure at the start of this one. I'm kind of talking through this one out loud. I did all my usual prep on this, but I'm still not sure exactly what I think about this topic because I think it's a tough question to ask about a team that's 11-3 and and headed for the playoffs. But I do think we need to talk about Mike Pettin. Why is this a question? Over the past couple days, my power sweep colleague and I, Gary, have been talking about uh, Dan Quinn in Atlanta. Uh, The Falcons have had a rough season, but they are kind of getting, if not hot, they are improving to a level that's more close to where people thought they probably would be at the start of the season. They pulled off a couple spectacular upsets in there, too. They beat the Saints on the road, then they beat the 49ers this past Sunday. And it's almost one of those situations where, at least from the outside, you start wondering if Dan Quinn, their head coach, who for all the world looked to be kind of dead in the water might have a little bit more juice here down the stretch. Maybe you start talking yourself into keeping him for another year and seeing how things go. He seems to be pretty well-liked among his players, and uh, you never know what could happen if you give a guy just one more year. Now, that could backfire on you. You could end up in the exact same position a year from now, and you just wasted a year that you could have spent with a new head coach, but... If you like the guy you got and you can talk yourself into him, maybe that's a shot worth taking. I think the Packers are facing a somewhat similar situation, but not with their head coach. It's with their defensive coordinator, Mike Pettin. Mike Pettin could be on the hot seat if things weren't going better for the Packers than they have so far this season. He isn't right now, I don't think, but maybe he should be. We did a couple episodes back in May on who is facing the most pressure And ended up talking a lot about Mike Pettin. Uh, Good question asker Rudy made the case that he is the one out of the four people that we talked to, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, Mike Pettin, and Aaron Rodgers, facing the most pressure this season. Here's what he said. I'm thinking of pressure along the lines of expected return on investment. I think it's very likely that Rodgers and the offense live up to that investment. He's just that good. But the defense, I do expect a top five Given the investment, I'm thinking both free agency and draft capital. We've invested top picks in all recent drafts on defense. I expect to be among the best. If our investments are in the middle of the NFL rankings, and perhaps the projection should be middle of the league, then my logic is flawed and there's minimal pressure. But if the investments are near the top of the league, then pressure should be on the defense. That's a good question, and I think a fair way of putting it. And now, having gone almost the entire way through the season, I think... It's kind of played out along the lines that Rudy kind of set up there. Of the four people we looked at, again, LaFleur, Rodgers, Gutekunst, and Pettin, Mark Murphy in there too, but he doesn't have so much regular season stuff going on that, that affects what we think of him. Of those four people, who seems to have lived up to the pressure the least this year? Assuming all four of those guys are facing relatively similar pressure, it's hard not to say Pettin. LaFleur, I mean, maybe they beat up on a bad schedule, maybe they didn't. He's still 11-3. and three as a rookie head coach. 
Brian Gutekunst hit a home run with his free agent class this past offseason. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it hasn't been necessarily what people thought it was probably going to be, but he hasn't played terrible. Yep, there have been some up and down games. Yep, those games have been a little bit more down than up, especially down the stretch here, but the Packers are winning and he's been a part of that. Mike Pettin, it's hard to say that the Packers haven't necessarily been winning in spite of their defense as much as because of it. Circling back to our discussion from May, I landed on the idea that it seemed pretty reasonable to expect a top 10 or close defense by DVOA this year as a reasonable goal, given what we knew about Patton as a coach, given the Packers' investment in their defense. That didn't seem too far off. So what have we gotten? The Packers' defense is 17th overall by DVOA. They're 16th in pass defense. They're 27th in run defense by those metrics. Mike Pettin has said he'd prefer to stop the pass and is uh, could kind of care less about the, the run. Well, that hasn't always worked. And more to the point in the pass game, it doesn't seem like it's really working either because they're just middle of the road against the pass. Looking at some more traditional numbers, uh, they are ninth in scoring defense. They're 23rd in yards. They're 7th in takeaways. Kind of that bend-but-don't-break idea, right? And they've had some bend-but-don't-break wins, some really notable ones, I think. Uh, the Dallas game falls into that category. The Oakland game, Kansas City, Minnesota the first time around. But then you've had some break in there, too, along with that bend. Philadelphia, San Francisco, San Diego. Some significant breaks there for the Packers' defense. All in all, I don't think it's been a super resounding success for Mike Pettin here in year two. So you're kind of looking at a situation where you might at least think about making a change. Could this be better? Could we be getting more out of the resources we've poured into this defense? I think that's a fair question if you're Brian Gutekunst or Mark Murphy or Matt LaFleur. The problem is the Packers' defense seems pretty happy. Everyone seems like they're on the same page. They may not always get the job done, but they're pretty darn good at a lot of things too. Look at how they perform in the red zone. They really lock people down when they get down to that area of the field. And they keep winning. And it's not like there haven't been some improvements on defense either. The numbers aren't necessarily better in in every area, but this defense feels better than they've had in in quite some time, probably just off the top of my head, probably since 2014. This is the defense you probably feel the best about. And yet, Petten is extremely unpopular among people we ask each and every week. His approval rating in our weekly poll has gone up each of the last two weeks, and he is still at just 24%, the lowest number of anyone we ask questions about, except for Sean Menenga, and he's so low he barely counts. So what do you do? There are two clear options here. First, you fire him after the season and move on. Why? Well, the Packers have a ton of talent on defense and haven't gotten the results that you'd necessarily expect from that investment. The outcome there is that Mike Pettin is out of the job at the earliest first or second week of January, assuming the Packers don't go super deep in the playoffs. If they go to the, the NFC Championship game or go to the Super Bowl, you can forget it. Uh, he's not going to get fired unless they have like get pasted 63-2 to two or something like that in the, in the NFC Championship game or Super Bowl. Then you almost have to fire him from the optics, but how do you fire a coach who got to you or helped get you to the NFC Championship game or Super Bowl? So assuming the Packers don't make a deep run, they end up having to make a fire, uh, hire 
after firing their defensive coordinator, and relatively fast, too, because there are going to be some people who have already been kind of ahead of the curve there in terms of hiring a defensive coordinator. At this point, the Packers will also have been on their third defensive coordinator in four years. If you believe in something like continuity on your defense, that is a bit of a problem. And it's not the only problem. Those continuity and chemistry issues are valuable and uh, and fragile. As we've said, it's easy to disrupt that kind of stuff. Those things may be overrated, but I believe they're real. And you don't want to affect those things if you don't have to. It, again, does give you a little bit of a late start in the coaching search. Not that late, but late still nonetheless. The big issue for me is twofold. First, there's no guarantee that things are going to be better. Let's round up and give the Packers 16th in DVOA. Let's just say they're middle of the pack. 17th is close enough. There's a long way to fall from the middle of the pack. Yep, you could go up. There's no guarantee you will. And there's still quite a ways you could go down. There's no guarantee that anyone who would take over from Mike Pettin would necessarily be better. I would also have big questions over who's handling this coaching search. Being 11-3 and three gives a certain almost kumbaya atmosphere towards your entire organization. Everything is great when you're 11-3, and three, but there have been some missteps in this new Packers power structure and the way that they're doing things post-McCarthy. Do you remember the Darren Rizzi situation last year? That was the special teams coordinator that it seems Matt LaFleur wanted to hire. Brought him in for an interview, but apparently the Packers balked at the price. And I don't get the sense that it was Matt LaFleur who was concerned about what they would have to pay Mr. Rizzi. That was up the food chain further. Eventually, they did meet his number, but by that point, it was too late. He didn't want to come to Green Bay anymore, and so the Packers had to go elsewhere. Was to say something similar wouldn't play out with a defensive coordinator, a much more important position than special teams coordinator. Who exactly is running that search, and what sort of input would Matt LaFleur, or even to that point, Brian Gutekunst, really have? That's a big question. And if you've got a coordinator who can get you at least to the middle of the league and you don't have to hire a new one, maybe that's something that you don't want to explore at this particular juncture. So that leaves you with the option of keeping him. The reasoning there being that he hasn't necessarily been terrible. And some of the problems on the Packers' defense are not his fault. I've harped on this again and again over the course of the season. The middle of the Packers' defense is a big problem. And a lot of it, I think, is a personnel problem. I don't want to pick on Blake Martinez anymore, so let's just leave it at that. There are personnel upgrades that could happen in the middle of the defense. Even if you like Blake Martinez, I think you admit that he's limited in what he can do in certain parts of your defense. He's he's never been a tremendous coverage linebacker, and as an athlete, he's limited there. He can't be a top-end coverage linebacker. So that's always going to put you a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of what you can do in the middle of your defense. That's just a fact. That's not a shot at anybody. It's just a factual assessment of where the Packers defense is right now. So you keep him and you roll it back for one more year with Pettin and hope the team doesn't regress. I think you'll probably want to add another defensive lineman to help Kenny Clark out a little bit and then upgrade an inside linebacker if you could. And then you kind of got a stew going there. You got a defense where you're feeling pretty good about your edge rushers, your defensive line, your linebackers, and your defensive backs. 
At that point, it's just the coach's job to make it all happen. Petten hasn't necessarily put that all together just yet, but you're giving him one more year to give that a shot. It's not to say there aren't some problems with this idea. I think, in terms of the Packers' defense in particular and the Packers in general, regression next year is almost inevitable, and it's going to be largely due to injury. Success due to health is a real thing. It was something I pointed out that the Bears really benefited from last year, and it's something the Packers are benefiting from this year. They're going to be near the bottom of that adjusted games lost ranking or top or whatever, however you want to, whatever is the proper way to say it, that Football Outsiders does every year. They're going to lose very few games this year due to injury. They just haven't had to deal with many of them from among their starters. I am not counting on that happening again next year. And I think it'd be foolish to try for that or to hope for that. Chances are you're just going to get more injuries next year than you had this year. The Packers have been unusually healthy, and their defense has benefited as a result. What will they do next year when they're not as healthy? It's going to happen. If Mike Pettin is coordinating that defense, do you have confidence that he can make enough of a difference as a coach to overcome having to deal with some of his players further down the depth chart? What if his pass rush doesn't have both of the Smiths? What if Kenny Clark goes down? Again, uh, he's been hurt throughout his career so far. What if you're dealing with a real piecemeal secondary, something like uh, Dom Capers had to deal with in 2016 or 17 or 15? Uh, Yeah, they did not necessarily do him a whole lot of um, favors with the personnel they had during his latter years. How confident are you that Mike Pettin can, can do that for you? Rolling it back commits you to that for another year. And I'm not Super excited about that possibility. My point, I guess, in all this as we talk through it is that I, as good as my feelings have been about this Packers team so far this year, Penton has been giving me bigger and bigger questions as we've gotten deeper into the season. And it's kind of philosophical stuff. It, it comes down to what you believe about coaches and, and players and how you, you structure a team. And I, I don't have an answer for this. I don't even know if I have a preference for this. But I think asking the question is the important thing. We shouldn't just take it as a, a foregone conclusion that Mike Pettin should be back next year just because the Packers are 11-3. and three. There is room for improvement on this Packers team, and that might have to be it to get them over over the top. I think they have the talent to get there. I think it's fair to ask whether Mike Pettin is the person who's going to. So I've got for you in this episode. We're a little bit shorter than usual. That's okay, though. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate everybody who takes the time to download an episode and listen in. Your support is very much appreciated. If I could trouble you for just a couple more seconds of your time, take out your phone or whatever device you're using to listen to this episode and go into your podcast app. Find out how you can leave a rating or a review for this show and do that. That's going to help more people find their way uh, to Blue 58 and help us grow the audience, which is going to help us in many ways. Um, as we continue to to do this show. If you want to take your support to the next level, the best way to do that is to donate a dollar per month at patreon.com slash thepowersweep. One dollar per month helps offset our hosting costs for this podcast and goes a long way towards helping us continue to build the content we know you love here and at thepowersweep.com. If you've got an idea for the show or want to say hi, reach out through our contact page, through Facebook, Twitter, email, whatever you choose. We do appreciate anybody who takes the time to, to reach out. If you've got a question in your head, 
go ahead and ask it. Chances are somebody else is thinking of something similar. And that gives me a chance to respond and helps us further the conversation about the Packers, which helps us continue on our mission of helping everybody become smarter Packers fans. And as I always say, smarter Packers fans are better Packers fans, and better Packers fans are what we all want to be. I'm your host, John Meerdink. We'll see you next time on Blue 58.